Most people think that they are choosing between the good and the bad. In reality, they are choosing between being mediocre and becoming truly great. Welcome to the Next Action Podcast with your host, Brian Wallace. In 15 minutes, we'll help our guests catapult from their current situation to a path of greatness. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so, so much for tuning in once again to the Next Action Podcast. I am super excited about today's guest, Anthony Constantino. You may not know the name, but I assure you, you know the company. Anthony's the founder of Sticker Mule. And in case you don't do anything on the internet, it's like one of the coolest internet companies in the world. And they're all about simplicity. They don't do millions of things. They're not Amazon. They make awesome stickers. They do a few other kinds of things like that, and we'll dive into it. But it's so interesting that when you look around, you don't see a ton about the people behind it. So they have done such a wonderful job branding the company and getting it out there. And it's just such a part of internet culture. Just in case you couldn't tell, I am so psyched to have Anthony on today. How are you today, Anthony? Uh, great, Brian. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. So I'd love if you could just kind of tell everybody maybe a little bit of a brief history, just how this all came to be, what you're doing now, what challenges you face. And in 15 minutes or 14 minutes left, let's just sure. see how we can do it. Sure. So we got started about eight years ago. It was uh, really like a conversation between um, me and a friend of mine who was, I think, just under 70 and uh, he had avoided the internet throughout his entire career, managed to retire without using the internet, had gotten his first computer and wanted some help with it and i just kind of you know bsing and being uh, i was in my mid-20s and had dreams like a lot of people about doing my own company one day just started bsing about the idea of doing an internet-based manufacturing company because we were both in the manufacturing space uh through the most of our lives and i remember he looked at me so what do people do on the internet and i i showed him a few examples i think i showed him uh zazzle who's still doing really well and the next day he came and saw me and he said, look, I thought about what you said and we should start a company together. And I, of course, said, yeah, yeah I was, you know, that's great. Maybe, maybe, maybe one day. And he's like, no, I'm serious. He's like, you know, when you showed me the Internet, I, I thought about it. He goes, it's now or never. He goes, you're seven years too late to do something like this. And I was like, it was just a funny conversation with somebody who just saw the Internet for the first time. But um, he was a good friend of mine, very smart guy. And he had confidence in me. He said, I'll back you if you do this, but you need to decide today. So. We got started and and we we launched four months from that conversation. Um, it was me, him, and my my brother, and uh, when we first started the company. That is so fascinating. And something I love about your company is it is almost against the grain from every stupid internet marketing guru, whatever that you see everywhere. Everybody's like, you gotta have quick funnels and chatbots and Facebook and this and that. And you look for information about you guys. It's dead simple. That doesn't mean it's dumb. It means it's brilliant in its simplicity. You do something, you do it well, you've reinvented manufacturing in a simple way that people want, and you don't, you're not like everybody else where it's just like, oh, everybody has to go to Silicon Valley and get millions and millions of dollars in funding and this and that. Uh, like me, I grew up in, well, it depends what <laughs> you consider upstate in New York, but you guys are in upstate New York. You don't have to be where the coolest things are, and you're just proof positive that innovation can be everywhere right when you especially when you put a good idea out no for sure i mean it seems if you if you look at my town it's a really small uh rural community and wouldn't seem like the place for uh for a tech startup but somehow you know we managed to make it happen but you know i always think to myself if you want abnormal results you got to do abnormal things and if you go with the grain of what everyone else is doing you know you, you end up being very average um so you have to keep your ears open we listen we definitely listen to a lot of what people were saying about how to do marketing, 
but we kind of tempered that with our own ideas. And fortunately, our, our ideas made sense and, and worked out for us. And I think the overwhelming driving idea that, that made us successful was our obsession, one, with simplicity, and two, with just making people happy. Um, like I, get, I tell people, in manufacturing, both me and my co-founder were very concerned with the happiness of our, of our workers and making people work comfortably. And the way we did that is by talking to them and addressing their concerns. But we never really got to interact with customers. So when we started Sticker Mill, we got to interact with customers. It was really just the same process all over again. You know, talk to customers, address their concerns, and you know, fix the problems that can enable them to be happier and you know, people will be happier and buy from you more. <laughs> we exactly. do that both for our employees and for our for our customers, and it, and it works. It's nothing, no rocket science. Yeah, it seems too simple to be good to be too good to be true. Where it's just treat people like human beings, as opposed to just try to outsource everything and you know be away from the customers. Everybody's running from it, but it's like if you just have a good customer experience. And guess what? That's also inside your organization. You're exactly right, and you yeah. also do a lot of stuff with a lot of remote workers. I imagine too, right? Because you're in a relatively small town. Yep. Well, yeah, we're in a small town. When we first got started, we needed developers, and I didn't know even know where to get started. I had no mm. background there. We stumbled on an operation. Uh, it's an amusing first conversation. We stumbled on a, a group of uh, consultants, and they assigned us a developer in England. And that was my first experience working with somebody overseas, and it went it went tremendously well. And that developer ended up joining us. And you know, from there on, I was like, you know, this guy's phenomenal. I want to get the best talent wherever it may be, whether it's England or South America. You know, we have people in Brazil and Argentina and. And, and all over the place. So we, I just went with grabbing people wherever I could get them after that experience and, and kind of just stuck with that attitude. Right. And I think that's a powerful message. A lot of people, they think they need to go to the Hollywood version of the internet where you have to go to New York, you have to go to Thailand, you have to go to all the cool places, whatever. But you don't. You can go to a place where you can have a nice lifestyle and you can certainly hire from people that are around you. Other people might want to also adopt that kind of lifestyle. And you know, while you guys have built a tremendous brand over the years, you've been very quiet in terms of a personal brand. And I think very much like the 37 Signals, Jason Fried, you know, there are people like this that I think people really resonate with that sort of message. So I think that, and you were telling me a little how you started getting to speaking a little bit more recently. I think that would be great to share with the audience. And I think that there's probably a, a wonderful strategy to really kind of kickstart the strengths of being in the underrated, forgotten parts of the country to being able to run a, a wonderful, profitable business to help people. So let's dive into that a little bit. So what made you want to kind of get on this show and just start getting into a little bit more press and into people's minds in a different way? Well, I, as we've been growing, like my ability to communicate with a large audience has become more important. Early on in the company, I did a lot of one-on-one -on -one conversations, and I think I'm pretty good one-on-one. -on -one. But um, you know, being able to communicate in front of people, this is in front of people, even though it's one-on-one -on -one in a sense, but it's, it's different than sitting down with somebody over coffee. But um, I felt like I wanted, I needed to learn how to do that because the company was growing. I needed to talk to an audience. I couldn't just do one-on-one -on -one with everyone. So I, I wanted to improve my my public speaking skills. So I was telling you earlier, I, I like I enrolled myself in a stand-up comedy program and started doing that this summer just to get comfortable being on stage. And that was a fun experience. And after that, I was like, you know, why don't I get into doing podcasting and see uh, see what I can do there. Yeah, it's a very smart angle. I know a number of marketers that got their start in stand-up and 
improv and things like that. And it's a wonderful creative form of mind and speech that I think definitely helps with audience because it's a totally different kind of skill necessarily to be like Mr. CEO as compared to Mr. Face of the Brand. <laughs> I totally can hear that. Yeah, it's hard. You know, like what's what stand up, like what a lot of people don't get is you've got to deliver a laugh basically every you know 10 to 15 seconds. The longer people wait to be entertained, the more likely you are, are to lose them. And I think having conversations like this, you got to be able to do the same thing. You know, with, right. with people in general, you want to be able to do the same thing. Yeah, for sure. I feel like a lot of the internet marketing and personal branding and brand development that we do, it's very similar, right? So instead of a laugh, it's almost like consumer delight. So that doesn't mean that they're necessarily yeah. buying from you, but just whenever I have a conversation with someone who potentially is about to buy our services or already is a customer, they're following on the journey and they're saying, wow, it's so great that you're featured in this and doing that in the podcast. So I think that just putting my journalist hat or journalist relations PR hat on. And I know in, from personal experience, when we started the business in the Metro New York area and we moved it to Louisville, Kentucky, I now live in Cincinnati, but we're all in the Midwest and stuff. The news was super interested in that. People are just like, wow, how do you do more with less? How do you not go out of business in stupid, ridiculous rent places and you just have a better life? So I imagine if you're kind of coming out of the shadows with this already awesome established company, I can think of numerous journalists that would just eat this up, man. So I think that that would help <laughs> you, the company, the town, and just kind of really move that in the right way. So yeah, and <laughs> go ahead. We'll, we'll see where that goes. I got I got to play with that idea because overall, you know, I haven't wanted my my personal name to compete with the brand. I haven't wanted to name anyone to compete with the brand. I think you know there's only so much mental space in everyone's brain, and and if you know people remember me and not the brand, that's that's possibly hurting the brand. So I, I wanted everything to be about sticker mule and, and to the, for the most part, you know, I, I, I still do, but I also realize I, I have to develop my own skill sets. Right. And I think with growth, I think you are on the path where that will become a more comfortable conversation for you. I totally agree with you. Like people have like in English anyway, we have basically like a three second pattern memory buffer. So we can't fit all of your name and sticker mule and what does everybody do and how does Anthony fit? Right. It's too much crap for people to think about. So I think there are ways where you basically become the brand, but at the same time, you don't want it to be the Anthony show, which I totally respect. And honestly, yeah. I think simplicity, humble leadership, you're obviously not an egomaniac because you are the guy behind the curtain, right? I think that's great. And I think more people <laughs> need more help with that, as opposed to you think you need more help with the media training stuff. <laughs> I think more people should study you and you guys, right? Because that's the right way to run it. But I think that getting you slash the brand into news and in front of audience is really a game changer because if you're already doing all this awesome stuff, you know how marketing is and selling stuff on the internet. A lot of it's alchemy. It's all these, these different tests, right? So I know we were talking a little bit about bigger stages. So I know you and I were talking about South by Southwest, which I often refer to as basically like the modern day world's fair. And I think you had actually been there a couple of times too. I feel like the potential customers, you walk around, everybody's a digital nomad, everybody's got a laptop, everybody's got seven, eight, 28 stickers all over everything they own. And it, it just seems like that place would print, forget about just straight press, but that place would, I think, just rise the image and associate, forget about Anthony and Sticker Mule, associate stickers and Sticker Mule, right? Because that's really the play. That's what we're definitely. trying to do here. Definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely. And that's, that's, a, that's a great venue for us. Yeah, for sure. Are there other places that you're looking, like, what are you thinking to do next, just in terms of Anthony stepping out from behind the scenes and getting on stage? Where are you hoping to go with this? And let, I mean, let's talk through uh, You know, the most important thing for us right now is, is building our presence locally for the purpose of hiring 
um, because the factory is going, we want to be able to attract people. And for better or worse, we're in a small town with a, with a, with a, with a small population mm-hmm. of potential people right. that we can grab. And if you go back two or three years, we were really struggling with, with hiring and people are getting frustrated. And I sat back and I thought to myself, I said, well, it, it kind of makes sense. You know, sticker mills here, we've been marketing ourselves nationally internationally to an extent as well but we really didn't market ourselves locally because there's there's no customers in our in our hometown so we we spent no effort on that um and once i saw the frustrations with hiring people for the factory i was like well you know we have to market locally not for the purpose of hiring but not for the purpose of getting orders but for the purpose of hiring so my a big uh part of what's on my mind is doing is doing that lately and focusing myself on that and getting our story out there for the local community to, to know about and and uh like we actually just won uh, business of the year uh, for for the local region. Awesome uh, for the local chamber of commerce and stuff like that. And I, I had always been opposed to pursuing that sort of stuff because I just didn't really think it mattered that much. But it does matter in terms of getting the name out and making people know that we're here. I agree, and I assume then you've hit up a lot of the local news, whether it's TV, radio print, internet, um, business journals, things like that. I feel like those would be really good. Career fairs, uh, working with local universities. Yeah. I think RPI is right out by you, right? SUNY Albany, pretty close, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I actually went to RPI. You know what's cool is, like I said, we, we talked early on, it's like I like to do things differently, and we do a right. lot of grassroots marketing locally. We, we've still, for the most part, stayed away from the from the news. We got in the news for winning business of the year, but there's very few news articles about us. We've gotten our name out through doing a lot of clever, I guess you could call it grassroots-style marketing. We partnered with a local cab company and rebranded the cab's mule awesome. ride. So when you take a cab in, in my town, uh, yeah, it, it says mule rides on it, and there's information about how you could work at Sticker Mule. Um, yeah, we did a lot of different sort of things like that. We got, you know, billboards up. We distribute tons of T-shirts in the community. I think we we distributed thousands of T-shirts into the community. So you, you go to Walmart in my hometown, and there's always a handful of people wearing a sticker mill shirt. Um, and we've just done as many grassroots things as we can, where as we can to get the to get the name out and make people think not only sticker mill here, but they're they're by far the best place to work. Fabulous. I just love what you do inside and out. And I hope any of this has been, it's almost like, what are you even going to learn from me, right? Like you're already killing it. But I feel like we all can learn different things from each other. We all look at the world differently. And yeah, I've greatly enjoyed this. So looks like our time is just about up here. Where can, obviously, where can everybody find you on the internet? Maybe not you, but. I'm not that easy to find, but you can check out, uh, Check us out, Sticker Mule. We're also at Sticker Mule on Twitter. Our, our Twitter and our Instagram are highly active. People people love them. Um, so check us out, StickerMule.com, and then uh, find us on uh, social media. Outstanding. You've been such a fascinating and outstanding guest, Anthony. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, man. Thank you.